Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Well, what a weekend of racing it was. It always looked on paper like it was going to deliver, and it certainly did through the television screens of Sky Thoroughbred Central and Sky Racing 1. I hope you back to winner on the weekend. This is Punters Postmortem, as the intro suggested, with Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey, and we're looking forward to taking plenty of calls today on 135353, or if you can't get near the phone but you can text, the text line. Any questions you've got for our panel, 0419-767-272. Ron Duffercy, good morning, mate. Uh, what a spectacle it was there at Rose Hill on Saturday. Yeah, it was well worth waiting for, Dave, wasn't it? Um, we had to wait an extra week, but it was worth it. We had a beautiful track. Uh, we had a great Rand vet, um, an exciting golden slipper. Um, the performance of Eduardo was amazing. Uh, he is the master of the, the tried horse, Joe Pride. And, you know, the, the, the battlers would think it over. Kerry Parker, um, he, he just keeps jumping the bar, that horse, and, and uh, delivering. It was a race meeting that had it all, Dean Lester. I know you were keeping an eye on Bendigo, where they, they had their big meeting on Saturday, but also watching from afar the slipper. What was your highlight? Uh, gee, Dave, that's a very good question. Uh, the Ranvet was an amazing race, the slipper, but... Uh, I think Eduardo for me. Uh, I just thought uh, the dominance of that, that run and it probably got overshadowed because the slipper you know, and the big names are bigger races. But, uh, gee, what he's done in his last two runs has been amazing. Munz, I know you're always on um, weather watch and track watch. Just how much did that track improve throughout the day? Do you think it surprised the, the ATC team considering the rain that we'd only got a few days prior? Uh, morning, Dave. Morning, Ronnie. Morning, Dina. Uh, I don't really think so, Dave. Yep. Um, I, I think we sort of broke new ground in a way uh, this week. Uh, Sean Patterson was very bullish in his appraisal of the track um, and, and giving reports each and every day. But the thing that I found very, very interesting was Adrian Late um, actually replied to a, a tweet I put out on, on Thursday morning and said that he'd ridden he'd ridden work on the track on Thursday, and his opinion on Thursday that was you know it was unbelievable how good it was. Well, uh, that, that put a lot of confidence into me personally, and you know I was actually speaking to Ronnie Quinton about this yesterday. You know, is is it a situation where you know we, we've got to evolve in everything we do? And I know we've got penetrometers and people walking the track and everything like that, but surely. Horses working on the track at three-quarter speed, full speed, whatever you like, is a much, much better indication of what the track is going to be rather than people walking it or a penetrometer. Gerald Ryan texted me on Thursday morning and said, be careful doing your form on a heavy track. This is going to be soft. And he's a realist, um, and I sort of... I knew we were going to be all right once he, he, he sort of said that. And, um, you know, I think we were sitting there before the first thinking, OK, we were looking at those old penetrometer readings, Glenn, and I'm saying, well, if we run 111.7 in the first, we're, 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 you know, we're a chance of getting an upgrade. And we run, as soon as that 110.77 come up, you knew we were on our way. 
Let's look at the Slipper Boys, uh, and we'll go through these races. Dino, we'll, we'll come to you and get your opinion on these Group 1s, and then we'll uh, take some calls and open up the lines. Uh, the Golden Slipper, okay, stay inside. Um, were, you, were you surprised, Duff, at the, the dominance of the win? No, because that was the dominance of his win on a soft seven last time, uh, well, two starts back, and and he, he really lived up. So we know he just loves the top off the track, and... He's just his racing manners and the run that he got and the way he settled and we know he can explode and he was just outstanding again. So um, he was forgivable in the Todman. We all know that. That's the run they've got to have before the slipper, as we keep saying. And um, obviously that, that Todman storm t- uh, form stood up because um, the winner of that race, Animo, was terrific again. He, he, he was sensational, um, along with his stablemate ingratiating. He ran, to his, he ran well. Uh, also, uh, the fillies just weren't up to it, but she was great four moves ahead. And I think everyone's talking about Artorias. Mm. Um, if you get a chance to see that helicopter shot of him going around the, those bends there, oh, oh, it was just unbelievable um, to, to, to get as close as he did. So if, he, if they train him on and, and he can learn from that experience, he's certainly going to be a huge force in... In the, the next two legs of uh, you know the, the size and the champagne stakes, if if they want to go that way, or maybe they they cuddle him up and treat him as a you know a, a proper horse of a um, you know Caulfield Guineas type. What uh, any, have you heard any reports for, on Melbourne media, uh, Dino, in relation to Artorias because he was flying absolutely in behind them. That was that was a huge run. Yeah, uh, you, you think of uh, the un, ungainly action. Um, you know, around the turn, and you could just think, think, well, he's, he's going to run nowhere. And then just the the way he hit the line, uh, you know, I I haven't heard any reports. I, I've I've heard one that he's pulled up really well, but uh, whether they go on, I'm not sure. Okay, what did you make? No of advantage of... being an interstate horse and having a look at Rose Hill uh, before the slipper, is it? No, no, you've made that point maybe 84 <laughs> times. <laughs> in the past, so. 85, yeah. Yeah, poor <laughs> thing, poor thing, didn't know where he was. Uh, and then he, uh, even when sort of Animo half come off the fence there on on the other turn, he just ran straight away from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, with with the main lead up race being at Randwick now two weeks out, that that's an interesting you know interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, whether you, you know you do the back up a week apart. I mean, this week was, this year was different because of the postponement, but uh, your main lead up race, the Todman, is uh, is at Randwick. And boys, well, can d- I just does it, does it change well, people's? Does it change people's thinkings going going into next year? Now? Yeah, yeah, give, could you, give your horse the the experience at Rose Hill and be three weeks into the slipper. Okay, and and Duff, can I ask just on this topic? Is it easier for a horse to travel from say Melbourne or interstate and race first time at Ramwick than it is at Rose Hill? Um, yeah, look, they're all individuals. You know, we, we say coming first time from Melbourne to Sydney and all this, but. You got stables like Hawks and Godolphin, who they educate their horses here in Sydney, and and all of their horses probably have had a trip away to, and done had their early preparations. Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney, Melbourne. I I know that for a fact, and it does help them. So you, you, first thing you put the line through, uh, first time in Sydney at Rose Hill, oh Godolphin, forget about it. And, you know they're 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 well educated on the right leg and. Um, 
there's a few you you, you might be um, sit back and wait, but you know we had horses there. We've had lots of horses. You know, there's there's all different examples. Odium went terrific first yeah. run in Rose Hill on Saturday. Isotope had never been to Rose Sydney. Uh, at Rose Hill, she, Lake Quinella the first, you know. Uh, there, there's there's different cases you can make. Look, favourite Moon, he 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 wouldn't have seen Rose Hill before in his life. Um, you know, you, you could go on and on. Let's get to Bob. Bob's on the line. Morning, Bob. You. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm top of the world. I want to pay tribute to two trainers. Uh, in the first race, Tony Golden. What a wonderful job he does, and also with Jonker. And um, but the most important one is Kerry Parker, uh, mate. This guy's no fluke. I mean, a few years ago we had a horse called Brilliant Light that went close to winning a big Randwick Mile, and I remember I backed it when it was three hundred to one in, in pre polls, and I got a hundred to one about this horse to win the, the big one in a couple of weeks. So, mate, I, I'm sitting here very nervous at the moment. It was impressive, wasn't it, Duff? Yeah, look, he was, and it's, it's not as if it. You know, was he a peak performance because he's done it in three runs this preparation now, and he's he's been a better price nearly every time. So, Kerry's a great trainer, and um, you know he's won a Queensland Derby with, and you know he had he's had Melbourne Cup runners. Don Rafael, remember Don Rafael? He he, he ran him in a Melbourne Cup, and he, he's I saw on social media he took his his small team out for dinner last night and uh, showed a picture. It was fairly com- the small team. It was about five hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the uh, it was like a convention of the social media sky department, you know. Like it's just amazing. What did you make of Think It Over and, and some of the beaten brigade in this race? The the George Ryder went out on to Dino. Uh, well, yeah, I've been um, thinking Avilius is a really good Doncaster chance for a while, and uh, not changing off that. Uh, I thought he was terrific. I think he stays inside. He he might have got through and nearly won, but uh, he's. Uh, I'm fascinated, Duff, how um, James Cummings, with these older horses, he did it with Hartnell. We've seen them have that go at weight for age, and as their rating goes down a little bit, then he brings them back to the handicaps, and I think uh, I think he's right on song, Avilius. He's going really well, and, and you're right. I reckon if he stays on the inside behind where he was... Uh, he's following the him. winner. Yeah, and and the second horse. Yep. Uh, so he, he gets straight in behind them. There was this gap as big, big as the Sydney heads uh, for him to come through, but just... A, a moment, click of the moment's decision, uh, decided to come around them and just had to get into that that scrap, mm. and it's cost him the race. Um, Dreamforce Cascadian was he's going well. Uh, he, I know yeah, he's, he he's he's had a lot of chances, but his effort there was amazing, um, hitting the line really hard out wide. And there's a little smoky there, a horse called Dallasan. Um, he is no mugly on McDonald when he travels his horses. I thought he, I know he was well beaten, you know, three and a half lengths, but he'll come on from that run, and I don't know what he's thinking with him, whether it's a Doncaster or if he's yeah, in it. Cer- yeah, certainly is. Yeah. Yeah, don't rule him out at big odds, that horse. He's yeah. a beautiful horse. What are, we do- yep. what are we doing with Funstar, gents? No, no. What no. are we doing with Funstar? She's Funstar's gone, isn't she? No, no, for the time no. being. She got knocked down the straight, but she wasn't going good enough to hold a position. Um, no, she's not. There was inklings last start that she might be ready to win a race, you know, set up well for a rider, but no. no a fair gap between her and what Probabil's doing now, isn't there, from their three-year-old yeah. days? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, okay, we've got a couple of texts here in relation to the Rose Hill Guineas boys. Um, first off, the... A lot of texts here about, uh, and Duff, I'll get your opinion. These two boys, uh, Barry and McDonald, they 
did obviously break the rules with the whips. Um, are the fines too light? Because uh, I think uh, well, well, Tommy misses uh, next week. Uh, he picked up 5000 4000 for James. Um, and then obviously the question, I know it's going to continue to come up if it happens again this particular autumn and spring, whatever. But then people saying, well, I backed Montefilia. Uh, and I feel a bit hard done by. Do we have any comment on it? I know it, it popped up on uh, social and news over the weekend. Yep, look, they've paid the they've paid the penalty. Uh, Tommy misses two weeks of the carnival. That's stiff, and you know he, he misses next week, um, and also Doncaster Day. So that you know that's a, they said twelve strikes, and I think they said McDonald nine strikes. So I think the template says. Anything over ten is a suspension and a fine, and under ten is is a fine. Uh, so there was a big discrepancy between the two suspensions. And um, look, we've been through this all before with these 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 feather dusters that they're using. That mm. it's perceived uh, to be they're it's hurting a horse. It's not. Um, I think Dino brought up some relevant points years ago, or last year, where sometimes in these staying races you've got to get these horses going early. So it's hard. You look at the last 80 metres of that race. He, I, I, he hit him. He hit him once, yeah. Moanga, once. Uh, so he didn't need the whip. He needed the whip earlier to to, to, to get him into the race. He's he's a, he's a lazy horse, and that's his pattern. And if he wouldn't have shaken him up with the whip earlier, he would not have won the race. Um, I know the rules are there and, and the jockeys cop the penalties, but still, we're, we're talking Group 1 racing where each horse is an individual. Some horses need more riding than others. And those two across the line there are classic of examples of, you know, horses. Skylab's another one. He's just a, It takes him forever to wind up. And you just can't sit on them mm. and, and, and start can, counting to 10. Can I ask, um, and I'm not sure, but why were those numbers selected in the first place? Why aren't they maybe revised and can they be increased? So, you know, instead of it being the 10, could it be 15? So then if you do have a horse like Moanga, um, I think, you know, the old days of the old windmill are well and truly over and that's maybe yeah. what they were trying to sort out but why were those numbers selected i don't know i i'm, I, I'm actually uh, i don't know we've got rules so let's play by them but if you don't play by them you get you, you got to cop the fine now but as far as being too too lenient how far do you want to go mm. they're trying to make them more complex in lots of ways uh i would like to see them simplify it and simply say no no consecutive strikes um yeah and, and a horse gets into a rhythm, the jockey gets into a rhythm, and if the horse isn't finding, as you said, they'll put the whip across the neck, lift them, try and get going, and as you said with Moonga Duff, one strike in the last 100 metres, because that wasn't the time he needed to be motivated, he was already at his top by then. Yeah, uh, look, we've got a, I don't know, we can sit down forever and debate it, but you know, then you've just... got the people that don't understand racing will debate the other side of it, and, and, and you're right, you know, it's as long as we're uh, not consecutive strides and we're not um, hitting a horse dropping off yeah uh, out of contention you yeah. should be I think you should be heavily fine for that you know, yes. the, so do I. Of... and yeah and we always have been and we yeah. always yeah even if when I was riding if you were whipping a horse back four lengths last you were you were hauled in don't worry there was a yeah. bad look uh, then 
I think on a big day we just give uh, people who don't like racing a free kick uh, by, you know, because it, it was in the public eye that the you know the first two in that race uh, broke the broke the uh, perceived rules, and that's you know it's like we had this recent series down here where five yeah. strikes. What, what was why five? You know, and that, I've, I've done a review for Racing Victoria. They asked me to do a review, and I just that was my first thing. Why five? Why wasn't it eight? Why wasn't it seven? Yeah, you know, why was, was it five? Three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and why wasn't it, you know, an apprentice series so that if you want this uh, ingrained in them, start them young. Start if, if this is the way of the future, start them young. It's funny. Like, I know that obviously we've got we've got stewards watching, but did any of you gentlemen watching that race, were you watching intently what was happening and did, had, had you realised there was an issue um, or a rule had been broken? I certainly, no, no. I certainly didn't. No. I was watch, I was just it's a competition. The You're involved yeah. in the competition. So are the, so are the competitors. It, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It is competitive. Now, we've got Sean on the line. Morning, Sean. Morning, guys. How are you? Very good, mate. I have a question for both uh, Duff and, and Dino. I don't know how to ask it, but that horse, Liar, has anyone won one race, the Blue, the blue Diamond? Hasn't won a race of, what, two or three years? Anyone to be now? When does owners say enough's enough? Like I, I hate cars and spurs on horses because they, they, they pay the fees and that's their choice. But for punters that keep backing it, do the cash cold every week. Why backer? I don't. I don't back at all. But I'm just saying that for punters that do fall into her all the time, then surely owners should say, well, what should we do? Can we go back to like an easy class race or instead of racing in this group race, go back a few levels and try to make money that way? Well, she's won, I think she's won sort of, um, I'm just looking it up now. She's won a lot of money in placings and, and I mean, it, I, I think she'll go to stud this season. She's a, uh, owned by Godolphin, but they've obviously wanted to keep her racing. Um, gee, it's a, it's a choice if you back her or not. I don't think uh, that's incumbent on the owners. Uh, yeah, that's right. She's a, she is a competitive horse. Like, it's not as though you're backing a non-competitive horse. Beautiful, Sean. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Sky Sports Radio, broadcast right across New South Wales, wherever you're listening. Good morning, or if you're listening via the Tab app or the Sky Racing Active app across the country. Hello and welcome. You're with Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey and Dave Stanley on Punter's Postmortem. We're taking your calls and texts. We're going to get to John shortly on line one, but to Duff... Um, in fact, Munns, you've been quiet for a little bit. I'll bring you in here, mate. Um, you've oh, been at the races mate. a long time. Uh, you've seen many great spectacles. You were lucky enough to see the Winks, etc., etc. But, gee, that was really good to see good horses doing good things in that ram. But that was a really good race. It, it was, Dave. It was promoted as being, let's hope we get a race like we got last year, a similar type of contest. And it was, well, it was very, very similar to the contest of last year. They, they singled away. I think the fact that Angel of Truth was in the race just took that advantage away from a day because instead of dictating the race to suit himself like he did in last year's race, he had to be the one that carted the field to uh, uh, Angel of Truth. And that left James McDonald to let a day do the work to change the scope of the race rather than a day dictating how the race would be run. And I think, you know, there's nothing between them realistically. Uh, and she just got him. And if, if you have a look at the, the helicopter shot, she took a very, very long while to get past and actually taken a, a, a distinct advantage over a day. But it was only probably the last 50 metres that he'd had enough. What would you make of it, Duff? 
Um, I think uh, Glenn, I can't improve on what Glenn said. I think the Angel of Truth did very elegant, sturdy work, uh, which you have to put on a day uh, to, 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 you know, get past him. So I thought a Dave having to chase Angel of Truth at the 650 there while Very Elegant was still travelling, where last year Very Elegant had to move up and, and, and put the work to a Dave, and he, she come off second best. So everything just fell beautifully into place for her. Um, the, the, the big thing coming into the Queen Elizabeth is track conditions. Um, I think, obviously, we know a Dave and Very Elegant both handle it, maybe... Uh, very elegant, uh, sorry, a day but a little bit better, um, and where I would think very elegant might handle the dry a little bit better than a day. So there's a fine line on what sort of surface we're working with, uh, with these two two ripper horses. Um, mm. He was very good, Angel of Truth, at the same time, and Sir Dragonet was um, much, much better there as well. Dino, what uh, what did you make of, of watching? I know the boys have been quite comprehensive. What about some of the beaten brigade? Um, because our eyes were focused on the challenge up front. Uh, Sir Dragon A. Duff just mentioned. Yeah, he went okay. Uh, it was interesting just in comparison. I mean, tracks are you know, slightly different from year to year. But uh, with Angel of Truth in the race, as uh, Duff mentioned, they, thanks to uh, daily sectional times, the first 1,200, they went about seven lengths below standard. Uh, whereas last year, in comparison, when Adabe uh, won the race, uh, he led going about minus 20 lengths below standard. So he's gone a couple. You've had to go a couple of seconds quicker through the first 1,200 metres. So it's just a different race structure and uh, and very elegant uh, set up well for it. Angel of Truth, absolutely flying. He was, he was down here on the dry track, so there was no shock that on a with a track with a bit of give out of it, he'd run well and. Uh, Collette did a lot of work in the uh, in the middle stages there, and I, I was uh, forgiving of her run. All right, let's get to John on the line. Morning, John. Oh, hi, guys. That that uh, the Rawson and the Tankridge, gee, they can produce some races, can't they? I remember I was there the day that Freemason and Nordley fought fought uh, one of those races out. I can't remember which one, but uh, they sure put on a spectacle. Look, my query is Written Beauty. Uh, I thought it was a certainty on Saturday because it came from being heavily backed to beat Eduardo and Nature Strip, back to Phillies and Mares, and uh, Tommy Berry got it from the outside barrier in the 1-1, and it did nothing. Do you know anything about that, Ron? Yeah, look, I, John, I think um, she doesn't handle it wet to start with, um, because I, I know she had a first start at the Gold Coast and was run second there, but that was in a maiden, and so she was beaten in a, a mare with her quality and speed should not have been beaten in a maiden. So she was beaten on a maiden on a wet track at a, as, uh, at a first start. And then uh, I think maybe running her in the challenge just may, have, may, may not have been the right thing to do as it's turned out. So I, I think she she's still raw, she's talented, she's work in progress, but they may just have to stop with her and start from scratch. So I, I, I would think that might be the case with her, um, but they might want to give her another run on a, on a dry track. And look, uh, she is yet to prove herself at 1,200 metres as well. So maybe she's a 1,000 metre, 1,100 metre brilliant filly, um, but only time will tell. Beautiful, John. One, one quick one, if I may. Um, yeah, mate. I noticed in the uh, Bendigo fields, Kenya was scratched, but as one of Lloyd's that's trained by Robert, it was down as being trained by Robert Hickmont. And also the boys at the club were saying the Hayes-Dabernick uh, partnership's broken up. Do you know anything about either of those things, Dean? 
Yeah, Rob Hickmont's uh, back training uh, horses uh, for Lloyd Williams at Macedon Lodge. And, yeah, no, it's pretty well uh, been uh, discussed, the uh, the Hayes-Dabernick breakup. Uh, Tom Dabernick's going out in his own and will uh, from the 1st of August. And Ben and, and one of the other brothers, JD, will join the yeah. uh, the training ranks. Where, where's Tom going to be based, Dino? Uh, he's got about three options. I would say if you wanted to place a bet, it would be at Warnable. Um okay. He he's looked at a few. I've had a couple of chats with him and see what he what he liked, and because uh, you know we've got horses involved there with Tom, and uh, I, I think probably Warnable might be the right fit for him. But uh, yeah, the, I think there's still a bit to work play out there yet. That's exciting because he can train. Now, that'd be can exciting train. for Tom. Yeah, he trained well on his own when he trained at Wagga many yeah. years ago. He broke out in his own for a while and. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's a uh, very patient trainer and uh, I think a very good trainer. Yeah, very good. Uh, Kerwin's uh, on the can... line. Oh, hang on, no, go, go Dino. I was just going to say, with uh, the, the Randbet again being a great race stuff, do you reckon that uh, because of the elevation of the Queen Elizabeth Stakes that the Randbet's now the feature wait-for-age race at Rose Hill ahead of the BMW? Uh, yes, yes, I'd say. Should we swap the prize money around or do we just get a good race for that sort of money? Uh, food for thought, um, because um, I think I was, um, thank God for Melody Bell turning up next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking at that market and I'm going, oh, okay. Um, wait for age race, yep, okay. Where, where do we yeah, get? Where, handicapper, where, where, handicapper, where, handicapper. Where, where, we, where are we going here? Yeah. Um, and and Collette pulled up one out of five lame, so it's got to be, yeah. you know, a little question mark. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Food for thought. There's a few races. Obviously, we we can't all all sit on our laurels, especially with a, a lot of new races, and think mm. they're all going to fit in perfectly. Um, so, yeah, you're right. The Randvet is our uh, Rose Hill's uh, number one wait for age race. There's no doubt about it. In all the right. Day. We've got now Kerwin on the line. Now Kerwin, I'm told, is a part owner of Stay Inside. Morning, Kerwin. Mate, how you going, Dave? Mate, what yeah. a day Saturday. I... Uh, my voice doesn't normally sound like this, man, but I had to ring you guys. I mean, I reached out to you and Ronnie on Twitter, and, and you know, thank you for uh, responding to that. But to, like, Saturday was a life changer. I mean, he romped in. He, the Piero told us he would, he, he would handle the track. And honestly, my girlfriend was next to me at the 300. I said, he's home. And she was praying. I said, what are you doing? He said, no, I, I need to pray. I said, he's home. Don't worry about praying. I mean, what a win and what a day, guys. Yeah, yeah good on you. Kerwin, can I ask how, how many how many horses have you got? Uh, is, is this, You're is about this... to have a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, wait till Richard and Michael really get the claws in. Well, I've got, I've got five with them at the moment. I've, okay. It started three years ago when I just tweeted Richard and said, hey, I've seen you on TV. I want to get into horse racing. Uh, and we got um, a, a couple, Galaxial won a Naura Maiden, and it was like the best day of my life. And then Seduction Queen won a Naura a Golden a Maiden. And and this, I mean, I've never had a, a city runner, yeah, let alone a Saturday winner, let alone a group winner. And I have to say, Richard and Michael are now friends, and the way they, the respect that they've shown to me, and I've only got a small percentage, uh, is fantastic. And I can't speak highly enough of what they've done. Well done, Good on John. You. Thanks for calling in, mate. Appreciate it, and well Thanks. done. And Thanks. and uh, and yeah, excited to see. I mean. Um, there's, he's off to the paddock now, isn't he? That's that's the yes. was that the chatter? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what Michael said. He said yeah. he's still going to cool off for a few days because there's you know there's a big there's a big team involved now. Uh, but I would suggest I would suggest job done. Yeah. Uh, now, Mark, Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Yeah, go boys. Uh, I want to talk about Altorius, but before I get into that, Duff, where do we go with uh, the tank route? We go straight to um, Third Horse in uh, Ranford. Angel, Angel of Truth. Yeah. How good for that? Maybe maybe we do, but he is flying and... Um, and he's he, a backup he, horse too, isn't he? He backed up when he won the derby. Yeah, but will he get a wet track next week? Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, so if he gets right. a, I'd be... I'd be Hundred percent with you if we got you know soft six track, uh, yeah. but you know we're still going to make up in the field to come and and, and whatever. But uh, yeah, he she he'd be a, a real go to horse. He hasn't won in a long time, but still, um, he's there's a level of timing about him. Yeah, what I agree for Artorius when he got to the side, how good was he on Saturday? He was, he was like he was drunk in the straight. I didn't end that way of going or what? No, he just was, when he got yeah. going, oh. yeah. When he went around those first two turns there, he, that first turn there, he just wandered and wandered and run off the track. And yeah, I think everyone agrees he's well, he's probably if he goes to the size, he's well, it's it's got to the stage where he's probably going to be over bet now because everyone wants to yeah. be on him. Everyone it, wants it to be like on him. He looked like he was going to run last on the turn. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He's still got to learn from that. You know, he can't be going doing that again. Um, I think he might be a better bet in the champagne once we see him, in the, and we'll just take pay the fine. Um, I'd like to see him turn him out and bring him back for the Golden Rose. Yeah, maybe, but still he's got to go back to Rose Hill and do it again then. Yeah, all right, guys, thanks. Beautiful, Mark. Mark there with his call. Um, another a couple of ticks have rolled in here. Um, Eduardo, uh, this is the Galaxy. What about this story? Um, from what I read last night on social media was, what, $4,000 didn't get broken until he was four. Uh, obviously started his career down there in Melbourne, comes to Joe Pride. Uh, we always knew he was at a, at, a, at a high level. I mean, he was racing in some good sprint races in Melbourne, but he just seems to have gone to another level above. Um, what, just just the way he controlled that Galaxy Duff, it was just pure speed. Yep, uh, I made a mistake calling him old Eduardo, but uh, then I, I looked up, it was only his 19th start. And, uh, yeah, so he... He's dead set in the zone, that horse. And you're right, he, he always he competed at a very good level in Melbourne. Uh, but maybe he's just taken time to mature. Maybe it was the, the wet track that really put the wow factor in. But then you go back and say, well, he broke a course record beating Na- Nature Strip on a good yeah. three. So, yeah, look, he, he, can he sustain a preparation is probably the next question. Uh, but I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. What did you make of it, Dino? Yeah, outstanding. Uh, he's just put down two massive runs in a row. Uh, he did that um, twice in Melbourne when he won the, the Caulfield Sprint and then he ran in the Oakley Plate and then he just couldn't replicate it again. But uh, Joe's got him to do it. Uh, uh, very well, a, a really good, solid spring campaign, but he's elevated again this preparation. And Joe on radio uh, was talking about possibly even getting up to Brisbane. At some point. Um, he's always had a nice horse, hasn't he, Joe? And he's always had a nice sprinter, Terra Vista. He reminds me, I, I, I said this to Joe last week, um, Duff, on air. It reminds me a little bit of a Red Oog. Yeah, Not so yeah, much but... in racing style, but just in, in, in his bulldog. You know, Red Oog was a bit of a fighter. Would, would like to get into a scrap and, and have a crack. Yep. Uh, like you said, Joe's had some lovely sprinters all the way through. And, and he's had some tried horses that he's had a lot of luck with. And 
Here's another classic example. Munns, what do we do with Hawkbury on her? Uh, I wouldn't be sacking her, Dave. I, you know, that was um, 1,100. I think she's a better horse when she dictates or she's outside the lead, and they just went too fast for her. You know, yeah. um, if you look at all of, you know, her really strong runs are 1,200. Uh, or, you know, she's won up to 1,400, but she's basically been in control when she's done it. And that race on Saturday, you know, just, he just got him out of their comfort zone, Eduardo. One, two, three were basically fence all run. Um, and, you know, she was working, working, working just to stay in touch, and she had nothing left. Agree. You know, she'll uh, just forget she went round. Um 1,100-metre form is, is just that, 1,100-metre form, and she'd never been at the distance, and especially at Rose Hill. 1,100 Rose Hill, is, we, we, we keep trying backing these things that are going to get back, but rare, rarely they win. It's always on top of the speed, Rose Hill, 1,100, wet, dry, or in between. You're listening to Punters Postmortem. Have your say. Call us on 13 53 SMS 0419 767 272 or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. All right, uh, yeah, let's get to Wayne on the line. You're on Punters Postmortem. Good morning, Wayne. Yeah, good. What have um, you got for us, mate? Well, uh, is John Moore in Australia? Ronnie, do you know? Yes, he is. Oh, so he's training with Gary, or no, no? Uh, John's decided to go. And I think he may have had his first training at the Gold Coast. I think he had his first runner on Saturday at the Saturday. Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so how come Gary's still got John under his name, Gary and John training, and that that's, that's going to change, is it? I, I am guessing it might. Um, I'm not a hundred percent, but uh, I, I think I read. Well, I did read something that John's going alone up the Gold Coast and. And um, he's getting building up a stable there. Uh, did you get, did right. you get to Brisbane, Dave, or have you got out of Brisbane? Uh, no, that's why I've gone quiet, gentlemen. Um, I've because you're up... there for the next few days. They've locked well, the joint down from five well, o'clock this afternoon. I've yeah, I'm in a bit of bit of a pickle here. I've come up to see. Gee, this COVID can just bugger off. I've come up to see my mum, who's not travelling too well health wise, because it's the last three days I've had clear on the calendar because we've been gallivanting across the country and. Now they're uh, locking the joint down. So, um, okay. Yeah. Now, more texts here coming through, guys. Um, maybe this one for Dino. Morning, guys. Does personal go to the vinery? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, James and McDonald's riding it. James McDonald locked in. Okay. Beautiful yeah. there. Um, is uh, what about this one? Uh, we've got through here. Uh, this one comes through in relation to the first on the weekend, uh, which was Isotope. What did you make of it, Duff? Yeah, she's a she's a classy filly. Uh, there's no doubt about it. She hadn't raced for ten weeks. Hadn't raced on a soft track uh, other than a five, and she was she was enormous. Uh, she's a good filly. Um, they, she'd had some really good performances in Queensland. They they were all raving about her. So she shaped up in a what I thought was a very strong field there, and was excellent. Uh, she's a she's a really good filly. All right, we've got Bob. Morning, Bob. Hi, mate. Um, yeah, Ron. Yes, um, Bob. Uh, we've been expecting a, a big run from Collider for a while. And what, what do you think? Because she's sort of aimed at the big race at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, it's been a bit disappointing, I think. Well, she was brilliant prior to probably, well, my last two now. Little excuses there on Saturday. Um Obviously, back to the dry when she was beaten at, uh, at 
she she looked pretty common there, even though she wasn't beaten far, she was expected to win. And uh, maybe they changed her training regime up now, thinking training her like a Sydney Cup type of filly or mare. And uh, I think we can assess her next time. She'll right. probably have a. She'll probably have a. Oh well, I don't know if she. I wouldn't. I don't know if she'd run Saturday. Would she run? She back up into the Tancred. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she will at a mile and a half. Mm, okay. Beautiful. Thank you very much for that. Um, Bob, okay, another question here. Favourite moon. Um, Dino might come to you for this one. What did you make of favourite moon? Uh, it was a bit like watching last year, wasn't it, uh, with uh, Young Rascal. But uh, favourite moon did a, a good job. Uh, I thought, uh, I know both the uh, the boys uh, were pretty enamoured with Realm of Flowers run. It'll run two mile. It nearly did Saturday. And... Uh, She's going really well, Realm of Flowers, but uh, favourite moon was right, right place, right time. I was financially enamoured with the chat day, so I've gone off. Of course, another another time you've gone off early. Yeah, no, she should, she should, probably should have won. And he, he's he's obviously a great trainer, Haggis, isn't he? He's probably bought out a saleable item here, which he did with Young Rascal last year, and mm. he showed him up first up, and yeah, they may get a dividend. Just can I just go back? To Bob, was he asking about Collide or Colette? Uh, that, that previous question, I thought he. I, I did answer it for Colette, but I've got a funny feeling he was talking about. No, I think collide. he. Said, I think he said Collide, which is yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah. had your eye on for you know yeah, a, a, yeah, a while. Yeah. Well, if Bob's still listening, Bob, sorry, I was talking about Colette. Uh, collide was uh, he disappointed on Saturday? He, he, I thought he was very good first up, looking above himself, but he was a little flat there yesterday. But he's a better horse than what we saw in that Manion Cup on Saturday. We've got some more callers coming in here. Bo's on the line. Morning, Bo. Morning, boys. How are you going? Good, mate. What's your question? Um, just, I'm not sure what Mr Payne's got in mind. I'm on the failure, but she looks like she's got Staya written all over it. Is she eligible? Like, is the Oaks before the Sydney Cup, or is it vice versa, or he wouldn't try her at that? She's going Oaks and then backing up in the Derby. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Um, and what about next year? Of course, we'll cup and stuff like that. I reckon she's got Staya written all over yeah, sorry, Derby. Sorry, Derby yeah, first. She's running in the Derby. Yeah, yep. She's running in both. She's running in the Derby. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Bo. That's all. Oh uh, yeah, and also like next year for Caulfield Cup, the Melbourne Cup futures markets in the in the spring. What do you reckon? Oh well, I'll get Kurt onto that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's out of our realm. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. <laughs> All right. Um, now, boys, a couple of questions here in relation to uh, just the Bendigo races. Uh, Dino, we've been talking a lot about, obviously, Sydney. Yep. Just want to know uh, your thoughts on the Guineas winner, Ana Visto, and what about the run of Mozzie Monster? Yeah, Mozzie Monster was terrific. Uh, Ana Visto uh, got... Uh, she has been a little bit tricky to ride, but uh, as she often does, Jamie Carr, she gets along very well with most horses and got her out of the gates and then got her into a beautiful rhythm in front. She ran very good time from the front and one Mozzie Monster, had she drawn a better gate, would have been closer and may well have tested her, but uh, she ran very well and yeah, they were the two to, to come out of that race. They dominated the race. How far can Ironclad go? It's a good question. He's a, I think he's a very good horse. I, I wonder if we've even seen him at his right trip. Yes, yet um, Australian Bloodstock put out a tweet Saturday morning that uh, he's desperately looking for 2,000. Well, he, he went pretty good at the mile. I know he's on the minimum weight, uh, but uh, he had that race one a long way out, and uh, 
I think there's plenty of scope for him. Beautiful. Ironclad. Um, what a revelation. I mean, he's been great for Will Clarkin too. Yeah, it is. Uh, Will Clarkin's a, a gun trainer. And, uh, you know, he had the group run success with Bella Bella last year in, in his hometown. But uh, whenever he comes to Melbourne, he's uh, pretty much on the mark. And, and again on Saturday. Beautiful. Now, Munns, uh, coming to you, mate. Uh, yesterday, or actually on Saturday, uh, we saw the running of that Wyong um, uh, qualifier, um, which was run, obviously, at, uh, at Gosford. So a few punters here wanting to know about that uh, country championships uh, final market and what's the best runner. If you've got Larry Open with you, Art Cadeau's your 450 favourite, but is there anything in that country championships qualifier uh, market... They've all qualified too, obviously. Um, that uh, is the best back. What's the worst result for the tab? Uh, well, the most popular runner at the moment is Tara Jasmine. Now, she was actually popular before she ran at Coffs. Now, she's had two runs since then, yeah. both in Brisbane, and started in the market both times, uh, started on Saturday uh, there in Brisbane. So she is the most popular runner at this stage. Second pick is another one. Uh, from uh, Gary Colvin's stable there. A third pick is Activation uh, for Cody Nestor. Um, then we go back to Art Cadeau, who we haven't seen since winning at Goulburn. Uh, Spiranak uh, for uh, Rodney Northam there is the next runner. And then we go to Pure Fuego, then Charm Me Baby, who I'm interested in. Uh, Healing Hands for Gaynor Williams, who gets in. Uh, when uh, the uh, horse uh, uh, Michael Mulholland's uh, broke down, um, Old Harbour, after winning uh, the Mudgee Heat. Uh, not a great deal of money for legwork. Uh, it's had one run since Goulburn. Uh, nothing for Rothenberg at the moment, who got in via the wild card at Musselbrook for Joey Cleary. Uh, and nothing really for Plonko. Interesting to note, you know, the two horses that came into the, the race via the wild card on Friday are the two runners with the uh, the least amount of money on them at the moment. And uh, punters will start to get interested in that probably uh, from Wednesday next week, Dave. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Boys, let's get some horses to follow from you this morning and then uh, we'll wrap up. Let, let you get to golf early, Munns. Um, what's happening uh, with uh, your horses to follow, Duff? Um, it might be a bit of play it again, Sam, with these horses to follow this morning. So, Odium, I think she, well, she's a Group 1 winner at a mile. Um, I thought that was a very encouraging first up run in Sydney, and she's got scope, and she's got improvement to come. So she'll, she'll train on. And then the obvious, um, Realm of Flowers, Artorias. Beautiful. Dino? Uh, I'll... Uh... Certainly agree with the boys about the Sydney ones, but we'll go to Bendigo. Uh, I thought a horse called Explosive Jack ran second in the St. Ledger trial. I hope he comes up for the derby. Uh, I think uh, he'll run really well if he comes up for the ATC derby. Uh, that was an enormous run in a very fast race, so he can really stay. Uh, I think he'd run very well uh, for the Mariusa stable. Uh, Mozzie Monster we just mentioned, and horse in the last, don't doubt Dory, first up four wide all the way, and did a great job, and he's got form up to 2,000 metres, so he'll win pretty soon. So explosive, Jack. Mozzie Monster, don't doubt Dory. Fantastic. Well, you'd, you'd have to think, Dean, you know, the Derby's in the back of their minds because he's already been here. He's won at Kembla. Then he went to Cobart, went back to yep. Melbourne, had him yep. paid up to run in the Guineas Saturday, the Guineas, but, yeah. but decided to, to, to go to Bendigo. Yeah, I think he had a really good hit out there on Saturday. Uh, he's got the miles in his legs. Uh, I think... Yeah, if it's a, if it's a tough race, he's uh, he's well equipped.
Beautiful. Yeah, well, uh, well, mine to follow from Saturday, as I said, I was financially enamoured uh, with Realm of Flowers on Saturday, but uh, just another second at good odds. Uh, Artorias, well, it was hard to miss it. And I did spot one yesterday at Wellington, Dave. As you know, I'd like to get wide. Danny Williams produced a horse called A Head Start. Now, at one, a class one showcase, prior to the race, Danny said, oh, I was really looking to aim this horse at a, a highway. But with the, the fact that the highway's finished with the carnivals, he said, oh, three weeks ago, we changed tact here. It was an absolute genius ride from Nick Haywood. Uh, he just jagged back at the start. All the on-pace runners were winning uh, at Wellington. Uh, Nick just jagged back, found the fence and just railed up. But he was a very, very nice type looking at him in the yard. And uh, he could probably go ahead from that. So a head start. Congratulations to one of my favourites, Drakenfels, who broke a three-and-a-half-year drought at uh, Armadale yesterday for Jeremy Sylvester and all the owners there. Just goes to show you, Dave, if you wait long enough, uh, good things will come to you. So congratulations to all those people with Drakenfels. And some big news uh, yesterday, Ty Angland has entered the jockey management sphere and will take over the management of Josh Parr. So always great to keep Ty involved. Um, whether it's uh, you know coming to the races for expert comments, but now he's uh, going to be a jockey manager. So uh, good luck to Ty and, and good luck to Josh. Beautiful. Thanks so much, boys. Punters post-mortem. The podcast will be up shortly uh, via the Sky Racing web and services, etc. We'll, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday, boys. No punters post-mortem uh, on Monday with uh, the obviously Easter Monday, but we'll be back next Tuesday.